What's up? You cut out again. Oh, you cut out again. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, just saying, I'm joined by you, Syntax. How's it going? Good, good. I'm, I've been well. How have you been this past week? You know, my roof started leaking, so having to get that taken I care had, of. I know how that is. I know how that is. And tonight, we are also by Alex Froyo, the CEO or director of one of the three CEA, directors one of the three directors sorry of ceac another mm -hmm. collegiate league so welcome to the show and thanks for joining us hi thanks for uh having me so, yeah I mean, we talked briefly before the podcast started what we were hoping to get out of you is kind of the origin story okay so ca actually comes from what was the first collegiate rainbow six league like um the the first three directors uh which were me albatross op and wong by the way wong's a great artist um he's the one that made our logo um we were brought in to a league called nausl nausl was run by one aj who was it neu no he had he had his own company in the UK, and he was trying to reach out to collegiate uh, sports or in the US to see if he could land something. And that was, I believe, in the spring of 2018. And the first tournament had a full team from Rochester Institute of Technology. Um, and I forgot the other teams. It's been so long that it's it. Well, it's been so long mainly because I've we've lost most of the records from that because. AJ kept most of them, but there were a total of four or five teams, and Rochester Institute of Technology won the very first season. The very first season was like four or five teams. I got brought on as a caster, very bad caster, um, Oops, and uh, uh, I ended up finally graduating RIT myself because that's how I heard about NUSL. And in my spare time, I realized that I would have some time to actually integrate myself into the admin team at NAOSL and try to see what was happening. Um, NAOSL grew quite a bit. Um, I think we ended up with above 20 or so teams for the second season with actual uh, no mixed rosters or anything. It was really nice. But Handbook wasn't really there. Um, AJ started flip-flopping. He gave a lot of control to Albatross and promised to take care of a lot of the business side of NAUSL, but never actually did. Um, this was in the middle of actually Ubisoft's first prodding into the collegiate scene to see if they could find some sort of competitive. I can talk about this because I wasn't part of any of the NDAs. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, works. Okay. I know that CR6 was also in those talks. And we were in the talks, and we were both like front runners for it. Um, but in the end, uh, Ubisoft, for whatever reason, decided to not go with CR6. And when they approached us, um, the business side of NAOSL wasn't up to snuff. And so they just sort of shelved the idea for maybe a year, maybe two. I know that I've heard rumors of, of some sort of return to like sniff out the scene, but. Not much more than that. Um, so, NASL ran an okay season. 
I was an admin and I was the reschedules admin because in the handbook back then, you had to have one admin per match watching it every single match. Which is when you're talking about trying to scale up to maybe 100, maybe 200 teams, that's not possible. You're not going to have enough admins to run that many teams. Right. So, yeah. Anyway, so I tried to run as many casts as possible. I tried to... Sorry. I have my notes here. Give me a second, because it's, it's a lot. Okay. And it's, like a, li- it's, it's a little bit emotional to me. Just mainly because of where that went and where all that work ended up going. <sighs> what was their reasoning behind having an admin, requiring an admin for, for each match? <sighs> so I came in right after the handbook. I came in as an admin right after the handbook had been uh, released for that season. And I believe AJ's reasoning for it was that you needed to have that each admin was kind of like an umpire. And they wanted to make sure that every single match was run correctly, that there were no mess, there was any mess ups, and that we would have control of like the playlists and the rule sets and the settings. And so that was more or less his reasoning behind it. But as we quickly found out, you needed to have a lot of people to handle just, you know, 20, 30 teams week to week. Um, and you couldn't set up, uh, and as I'll talk later about why we have a lax reschedule policy in CEA, you can't really set up college kids to play at the same time until varsity gets to be a real thing within esports. I know that it's starting to be a thing, but it's not quite up to snuff yet, and people just block out time to play esports. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. So that season went up. Um, I think that Twitch channel reached about 550 viewers um, until Albatross brought in the rest of staff on what had been happening. Turns out he had been running most of the business things and most of the administrative things on his side uh, because AJ had started to become uh, scarce. 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 Sorry. Um, And he ended up planning with staff a sort of lifeboat where we would bring everyone over. In fact, the current CEA Twitch channel actually comes from what used to be our backup channel for NAUSL that we made ourselves. I actually had to remember the very obscure email that I put it under um, to reset the password recently, and that was a whole issue. But, <laughs> sounds, but I got that done. like collegiate esports. <sighs> Thumbed up is like the backups yeah. are scribed somewhere in stone and think ever again. Yeah, it, it really is. It's just so you know, so he AJ had been missing from a lot of meetings the entire season, and finally, about a month, a month and a half before we actually finished the season, he came into a staff meeting, heard everything Albatross was saying, like about what. Uh, we were doing what we could do better blah 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 and then he told us to start winding things down to stop promoting social media to stop promoting the twitch um and to pretty much just cool down the tournament finish the season and then he would reveal to us what was happening next that sounded yeah it didn't sound like much of a reveal at that point 
right? No, <laughs> to all of staff who had been working really hard up until that point, that sounded like a death sentence for the tournament. Yeah. And it just... It's just... We became a little bit annoyed at that, and lo and behold, the next Monday, once we started to try and still do some streams, try to push stuff on Twitter, we were locked out from all the social media accounts. He locked his entire staff out of all channels, out of being able to stream. He changed all the keys, and we nice. kind of understood what, where, what was going on. So that lifeboat that Albatross had been building had to actually be finished by the time the season was done. So that was an AUSL. It went out in a spectacular fashion once AJ took the old Twitch channel and flipped it over to his own DJ brand and ended up um, actually annoying a lot of the people who had subscribed to that Twitch. Um, that Discord actually kind of blew up with people adding him and just overall asking him, um, you know, what are you doing? Why are you taking the Twitch like this? Blah, 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 and other things like that. So he he took this community that you guys had built up and then tried to convert it into his own promotional... <sighs> yeah, oh it was... That is some it, was it was... It, it's something you can only get in collegiate esports, honestly. It's just like, oh, I don't want this anymore. I'm just going to take all our handles and just flip them. Oh, man. You can. It's still up on Twitch, but it, he hasn't been live. Fifteen months? Yeah, fifteen months. Guessing the DJ career didn't take off. <laughs> uh, anyways, that was NAUSL. We ran the first Collegiate Siege tournament, and during that whole time, Collegiate R six was coming up and actually getting and actually got pretty big because you know. The other big name had just detonated itself, and CEA came to be, although we kind of dropped the ball in our first season. I will say that. Um, we came out very late with our signups, and we came out very late with um, what were our plans for the first season. But still... Um, from the first 20 or so teams that season that uh, showed faith in us, we grew season two to about 66. Um, and we ended up, I ended up actually finding a lot more staff members. Albatross unfortunately left, even though uh, I see him as sort of a mentor for me for casting and a little bit on just getting things done. Um, and around 66 mark is where I got my other director, Pure Chaos, who handles the handbook. And uh, my now open league director, Calvrix, who handles a lot of the business units and actually is the one responsible for some for all of our sponsorships. At the um, this season, we have 160 teams. And I never thought we'd really hit this point again. Uh, I... 160 teams that's really impressive that's that's almost on par with the the, the main you mm -hmm. know, collegiate mm -hmm. league and um, i know i know cr6's last season was 211 teams mm -hmm. and i know that their current plans are 128 teams for this season they, they've actually scaled back oddly enough i'm not 
quite sure what that's about. Uh, um, I don't know if it's... Uh, I don't think they scaled back. I think uh, a lot of teams are um, ditching them. Oh, okay. All right. That would explain some of the flow that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, so... CEA Spring Season 2020. We have gone with a massive change to Invite League and a tried to run the more or less the same structure we had for Open League last season. Invite League is now 16 teams. We increased the number because we saw an increase in the teams of Open, and we realized there's a better way to represent the talent pool here. And if we keep Invite League to just the 10 teams that we were planning, we'll never hit that. 16 teams is a little bit better. We'll see if, you know, 144 teams in Open make us expand again, Invite. If not, we'll see what we're doing. But um, Invite League has moved to a format where it's almost NFL-like with how we do brackets. We have four divisions of four teams in Invite. Um, they'll play the first three weeks within their division, and then they'll play outside of their division twice uh, against teams that are similarly ranked, and then come back and, put, and play the same three teams again. It's, it's a little bit more interactive, a little bit more interesting. We found that last season there wasn't a lot of interaction between invite teams that were in different divisions. Like, yeah, they could scrim, but that's not really... A competitive aspect to wanting to play them, you're gonna practice. You're not gonna actually try to go for the win there. And out of your division, your power mm-hmm. outside down and record actually have to battle back with it. Um, how the ranking? Yeah, so that's Invite League. Invite League is the one that we focus a lot on. We've realized that um, Twitch likes good matchups. Twitch, the only real reason that people will want to tune into a game of Rainbow Six is they don't really want to see I don't know, eg wipe some CL qualifier team. That'll just be a 7-0. That'll be just, you know, done way too soon. There's no emotion in it. There's no story. There's no... <sighs> that moment of just, like, clarity once a game actually goes 6-7 and somebody comes out on top. There's none of that if you watch an easy So try to focus more on our streams on our invite league. But we still, fo- we still feature open league games here and there. You know, it's going to be a bit hard to pick out of 62 games every week which open league team gets streamed but we've pretty much left it up to them who wants to get streamed it, they call dibs they have a dibbing system <laughs> it's a little silly but <laughs> honestly at the point go on no, because aren't red don't want for matches it opens They want as tough as 
drive um, drive your <laughs> part of the game. I, I actually really like having a volunteer. Um, but that's that's more or less how we run. This season we have a four thousand dollar prize pool, total across both open and invite. Three thousand dollars for invite, a thousand dollars for open. I don't remember the exact split up between first and second for each one, but I could open a handbook. But I think that would break up the flow here. Um, no, is it is it four thousand dollars like cash for the team, or is it four thousand dollars like worth of prizes? I'm going to say worth of prizes because that's easier than having to say how the Corsair part of the prize pool splits up. Because mm -hmm. I believe it's gift cards. Um, I believe Amazon gift cards, and it's not. I wasn't quite sure about it uh, at first, but Calvix explained it to me, and it's it it just works. Are you guys were you guys able to get Corsair to sponsor this and give you guys gift cards, or are you as a league paying out of pocket to provide these prizes? Um, most of the prizing is actually coming out of the pocket of Calvix. She mm -hmm. the this in and of itself is what she wanted to have as a responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, I I was helping a little bit, but my financial situation's kind of taken a downturn um, a little bit. So I haven't been. I am not going contributing at all this season. I contributed the past two seasons before that, um, just because I believed in what I was building and I believed in the community, and I also believed that. Yeah, you can play a tournament all day, but if there's isn't really a prize, you're just not going to take it seriously. And the kind of competitive aspect that I also wanted to promote within the community wouldn't be there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, we are officially sponsored by Corsair. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, that's an actual sponsorship. Uh, if you tune into our streams, um, it'll say in the top right or the top left, powered by Rogue Energy. Corsair and NEU, which um, is going to be sponsoring uh, the merch shop for CEA. Uh, we'll have that out be end of February, early March. Uh, it's it's moved up a lot. It's moved up a lot. That's Thank Tom. Rogue energy. It, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But like to have sponsors at, and growing at the. I like to believe that um, CEA's foundation is in how it's just literally run by volunteers and people who just want to make the space better. Um, I believe that uh, Siege was really missing that aspect. Like you, you'll you'll see Pro League growing, um, but there's not there's not much support from Ubisoft themselves into the scene for collegiate. And I I honestly have to feel like they're kind of missing something if they're not pushing this because like the fact that um, CR6 had 200 teams, now we have 160 teams. There is the love there for the game. I think Ubisoft just needs to push into it and and leverage it. I mean, I think you're... Riot is 
Activision Blizzard, they've got tested all of their. Um, is Riot out. is Riot a, a U.S. company? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, they're think... owned, but they're owned by Tencent. Yeah. They're based. Okay, I think the reason Ubisoft is hesitant on, uh, you know, leveraging colleges is because they're not they're not American. So how can they, you know, sit there and leverage, mm. you know, American universities when they live in a different country? You know, I mean, albeit it's Canada, you know, it's still North American, but still a different country. Yeah, no, you're absolutely uh, definitely play a factor. About Variously, Canadians mm-hmm. have been outed and educated. That is a what we see. There's a business way around. There is mm-hmm. precedent. Run some, and especially because. There's people buying, but no one's actually directly interact with it. But back to think that mm-hmm. League of Legends is a big. Ugh. Yeah. And also, I think they might be waiting, you know, with all these, you know, leagues popping up, I think they're trying to see which one comes out on top as the dominant league and everyone starts migrating towards. And once this dominant league gets established, I think that's when Ubisoft would be like, hey, you know, we'll support you um, as soon as like there's, you know, that that dominant league that everybody goes to. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of my work the past, what is it, seven, seven, eight months, um, about, yeah, seven, eight months ago, I realized that um, I needed to stop trying to burn myself out to keep the league up and instead shift focus onto actually trying to bring in talent, bring in people that could do the jobs that I can't do. I'm, I'm an engineer by trade. Like I, I fully it's graduated RIT, no business perspective at all. Uh, I'm electric. I'm actually uh, an engineer by day, <laughs> director by night, which is like a very odd thing to say. Because three years ago, I never would have thought of being here, in this position. Um, but I've realized that you can't build a community without actually leaning into said community. Because that community, if you don't lean into it and you don't, if you're not open about the needs of what you want to fill out and what you want to do, you won't grow much out of it. I went, hey, I need admins. People will pipe up and be like, hey, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll come in. I'll handle tickets. I'll handle uh, giving people rulings. Hey, I need somebody to do stats. I got jerry from jerry aka wonderflow who does our stats he's really good at it and he's actually canadian he's part of the canadian scene esports scene he's just completely revamped all of our um outface outward facing uh statistics to the point where players are just like 
always like to hear when he updates the sheet and they go and check the KDs, blah. I go, we don't, we don't really have anybody who can do rulings. Pure shows up. Pure is an FRC uh, referee. He knows how they've written their rules. He knows how to actually enforce them. He knows how to set it up so that people understand the basic rules and they understand that they can actually help us self-moderate as well. We built... Sorry? Oh, first robotics. Like, first robotics competitions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Then, you know, FRC is also like a mostly, mostly volunteer-run organization. And I like to believe that that's more or less where we're headed, mainly because... I don't think you come into esports without having a love of it. And I don't think you come into esports without wanting to help grow the space. Without that love and with only like a perspective of wanting to just make money out of it, you're not going to get very far. Because I kind of believe what Mark Cuban said. And it's that all that time you've spent building an organization, you could have spent you know, researching a business uh, degree, and then afterwards gotten more value out of it by then creating your organization after having gotten that business degree. Like, the value isn't there yet. The value right now is in getting experience with the community, getting experience with trying to build something to get to that organization. That's oh, get to a hundred and definitely direction where you want to be. Kinds of kinds of kind of taking the lead. I, I really do believe we've taken the lead, and I and I'm not going to take credit for it because I want to give credit to the staff of Collegiate Esports Association. Um, I want to give credit to Calvrix and Kitsune Keira, who did a lot of the groundwork of just going around and talking to teams about joining us. Uh, I want to give a shout out to even Bohoja from George Mason University, who gave me tips about starting our social media and trying to push the brand in some way. I want to give shout outs to Wong, who made our wonderful, wonderful branding, which gives us our very distinct look which definitely turns heads. Um, I want to give a shout out to the stats department run by Jerry, okay, Wonderflow, um, who are just pretty much running the show in the back end, um, just managing all those registrations over such a such a uh, tool that will probably was never made for this. Like we're using the Google suite of <laughs> of like forms, uh, sheets, docs. Uh, drive everything to try and run something that uh, our competitors are running through Battlefy, through tournament, through challenge, and it's it's impressive that we've gotten it to this point. Yeah, after I I've followed some of Battlefy and haven't been impressed as trying to spectate, trying to wasn't. So I could totally understand. 
actually it it honestly just takes like a few talented people to turn the Google Suite into something that is manageable and will convey all of the information that you need for your players. Um, at the moment, our website basically just links to all those sheets. Those sheets show what schools are playing, what division they're in, who's playing on those teams very easily. You can go on that website and you can find all of the information on other schools as well as, well as the standings. Hmm. And as someone who was a player in a league and now is a spectator in a league, I will give you one piece of advice is that I think what really draws people into a league is production value. Um, you know, like the prize is, is great and, and Tyson's competition and all that stuff. But like what made the league fun and like want us to come back is the fact that like, you know, um, you know, social media interaction, mm-hmm. um, you know, like promotional videos of like, you know, hey, you know, let make like a, a finals montage or like a semifinals, you know, all the teams that are coming in and um, like, you know, footage from their matches and, um, you know, stuff like that. It just made it really fun and, and entertaining to watch. And um, it also allows the, the the spectators like, you know, myself and Joe to go in and, and, and actually catch a lot of that stuff and, and see actually what's going on um, and, and keep up with the out or from the outside without having to speak to someone on the inside that only knows that information, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. You people like streams, people like getting shown up, people like, you know, uh, getting featured. Mm-hmm. And that's I've actually I actually built from the ground up our entire production suite. Um, the overlay that you see during our streams, I built it from the ground up with Wong. He made all the graphics. I pushed them all. I modified them here and there to fit everything. And let's see, Calvrix herself has been uh, trying to get more videos out, um, which are just literally focusing on the great plays of the week that we see on stream. Uh, We, at the beginning of the season, definitely featured some of the spicier plays that we had last season just to just to announce that we were opening this everything up um and honestly our entire process at the moment is to try and give players that sort of image out there because like they'll be able to okay i want to tackle this from another so we have the production value but we also have a very open um policy on letting players stream themselves mm-hmm. but if a player goes ahead and for example tags us in the fact that they're playing and they tag their twitch we immediately retweet that okay we that's one small thing we do um if they give us clips that they were really good at a play we try to add that into our montage we try to interact with them in any way possible like we we ask our viewers help us make our jobs easier clip every good play you see on stream clip everything you see and we assure you it'll make it into a montage because every clip that people make makes our job easier to go back and try to feature yeah that was one thing that cr6 did for a while in season one that actually we we really liked um at first anyways it was they had like a 
like a clip sec like text channel section mm-hmm. in their discord where people could upload clips and they take those clips and, and make a uh a little YouTube video of like, you know, the top 10 plays of the week, mm. you know, they come out with a video each week. Right. But then it got to the point where they were only showing clips from like the top, like three teams. It's like, okay, well there's no point in submitting clips anymore. If they're just going <laughs> to only show the the top yeah. three teams. So, um, I mean, but it was fun while it lasted, um, before the bias came in. So, I mean, that, that may be a, a fun thing for you guys to, to take into consideration. Yeah, I know exactly the editor who made those videos. She's the one making uh, uh, our community highlight videos now. Um, funny how that goes. <laughs> uh, it. She was making the videos at NAOSL as well, and she got you know scooped up for that season. I like to believe that as long as she's handed good clips, she does good work. There's a reason why we keep coming back to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe her tag is Vicento. She does great work. Uh, and Vicento with an X or with a C? With an X. An X, okay. Yeah. Um, but we talked a little bit earlier and let you know that we've been at it for 30 minutes. I'm flying, <laughs> having fun. So I wanted to bring it down, let you have a chance to catch your breath. One mile a minute awesome there's so much value <laughs> in what you've been saying but let's give you a chance to catch your breath and then sponsor whoever is out there who okay ca stage is more about the players CA Siege is focused on trying to make collegiate esports as accessible a space as possible. To that end, our policies for rescheduling are easy, our policies, our handbook is easy to understand, and we try to be responsive. We, we, are, we try to be responsive, fair, and we try to listen to the community whenever there is some rule that doesn't make them We won't skimp out on sending out surveys. We won't skimp out on, hey, is the stream not good? Okay, let, just give us some feedback. We'll try to adjust it. We don't shy away from criticism, and we don't shy away from trying to create a space where people not only can enter, but also they can get as much out of it as they put in. I've had people who have met their Challenger League qualifier teams inside of CEA. And they've gone to go fours, they've gone to physical tournaments, and it's because we've been able to make that space. If you we're we're we've built something here that can really tie together the collegiate R6 community. It's and it's something that I think anybody would like to be a part of because personally I can't see myself shying away emotionally. It's actually something that's given me so much it's it's definitely giving me anxiety. Don't get me wrong, but it's also <laughs> giving me so much confidence in what I've built. It's given me so much confidence that I'm a person that people look up to, but also it's given me confidence that a good community can exist within this space to the point where we're all here 
for the game. We're all here to try and be friends. But we're also all here for the competitive aspect. Sorry, that... <laughs> Might have been an elevator pitch for a 30-floor building, but it still did the job. <laughs> I, I, again, I would like to apologize. I'm engineer by trade. I, I put words to what I believe in. I, I'm bad at giving like actual monetary value or any other sort of value to something if i believe that something is the right way to build something you bet i'm going to go down that path and i'm going to go down on a war path i actually have one uh one final question for you what is what do you hope to get out of this league and like what are your what is your end game like what is um your your goal for this league So I've actually molded over that a few the past couple months. To me, um, I, I come I, I come from Brazil where there's a lot of a little bit of stigma on like oh low or high ping players they're like really disruptive. There's no communities there. Blah blah blah. And I usually had a few different communities that I migrated through. And they all sort of fell apart after a while because people just got fed up with trying to maintain them. And to me, the end game was just to build a community that can sustain itself. And then possibly I would leave because I trust in the foundation of it. I, I consider myself an outsider to collegiate esports, not only because I've already graduated from college, but also because... I don't see an actual future career for myself in it. I only exist in the space to try and build said community. Once said community, to me, is standing on its own two legs, I'll, pro I'll probably exit. That's the end game for me. Because I've, I've been tired of just seeing things just crumble. I want to give something a good foundation and then see it grow on its own. Okay. So essentially you want to leave a, a legacy of some sort. Yes. Yes. Okay. I want to leave a legacy that defines itself. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's his for your time. Why don't you yep. link list of links? Um out and bed. <laughs> uh, let's see. How do you want me? Do you want me to put it through the chat or that out loud? That's okay. That's um, I'm. Yeah. Nightbot is going. Putting links out, so oh. I will share any links on social media afterwards. Well, uh, I want to pitch the cacsiege.com website that has all the information on the tournament. Uh, I want to pitch. Well. Just my Twitter and my Twitch, because those are actually just Duke cards. Those are easy to find. Um, and um, other than that, I think there's anything else. I don't think I want to pitch my LinkedIn. That's <laughs> for a different career. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, Alex. All right. Thanks for coming out. Definitely appreciate history and goals. Looking forward to watching some. Uh, a lot of really talented.
forward to this. Forward to some good matches. Putting in the time and the effort to put it together. All right. Thank you very much for having me. Have a good night. All right. Have it. That's fighting. <laughs> You know, it, uh, that was interesting what he said, uh, about, you know, he wants to build a, a community that's, that's sustaining itself. Um, normally, like, I would say that's a little dangerous. Um, you know, you want to build something, you know, for your, you know, you, you want to build your own empire, right? Um, but honestly, like, I think that's actually pretty beneficial towards, uh, the collegiate community because obviously not everyone's going to be staying in college, you know? And so if you build this, 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 uh, collegiate empire or this league empire up, you know, and then you can find a suitable uh, successor, you know, pass it down to him, you know, and, and then he builds it up even more and then he finds a successor. Then, you know, he passes it down as well. I think that would be a pretty good idea. Of Akron. Mm hmm. Yeah. Largely. I don't think bad thing. How's out? Great. How's after him. Mm -hmm. All of these little so but like the fact that that came I don't remember. Was that a siege? Was that a siege yeah. league? N A U S L So I, like it's weird. Never Congress has no mind like when rainbows have it pop up as like top one. That's I know mm -hmm. that there's also I think it's might be a little due to that one guy totally wiping out their their legacy for his <laughs> for his, his obviously DJ successful career. DJ career. Yeah, that's. That's terrifying. What a man! That is, yeah, that's the worst. Just some snake is is in your company, and then like kicks everyone out, so then he can turn it into a. Jeez. But now I'm really excited. I'm so, Alex, that story because that's and that's partly why I started your podcast. How many now? No one was. 
who is going like oh here's this the club but no one outside of the college club El Khalid massive right but then mm-hmm. still those early years that would have been long backing this so uh, there but now that that I can dig in uh, other people were from back then find out maybe I find the DJ guy and like what the hell like that's <laughs> that becomes part of Legit Rainbow history yeah and like back to thousand at like reality FGC going on unless someone had a handheld recorder was recording off of their Razer phone like there's no history whatsoever so mm-hmm. for me part of it starting conversation the history now that I have that chunk hungry I gotta go story down I have to save this RSL or CR6 that ends whatever that it's a document back on this is how that started game in the oh that doubt that this is Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah i agree you know um I mean, I don't know, maybe somewhere in the future, if this is large enough, they'll, you know, start a documentary on how, like, you know, esports and these, like, collegiate leagues and how they started. And, like, you know, who knows? Maybe a story will come down about this league, you know? Exactly. So, I, I that story alone got me really about Rainbow's really collegiate sports in general. That history, that's an old story. Um, but I did want to talk a about the RSL trials, so college Rainbow Six, different league than we're talking to. This is already running. This is the latest season on trials, which qualifying I've already done two still register register for that so go do that top four winner file actually qualifies to go 32 top 37 of these eight of these trials mm-hmm. Top four group that becomes fight league opportunity all the fire cups throw in sight of them by or like the ever variety throw and have to catches that might that team 
I heard about that. Okay, nice. <laughs> okay, so Warwick, Auburn University, Louisiana State University, Wisconsin Red. Then we have Charger Blue, the University of Alabama, Texas San Antonio, of Utah. Group stage, 32. That's to the matches I can pull. By you, that team. Great job. Definitely could. Chargers, they were in the. Good long. Recognize Warwick, though that was not last prior. Um, LSU, common name. Followed every uh, Auburn been around. So I have some power behind. That's so, good. So you're reading for, off the. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I so say you're reading off the uh, the list of teams that are going through the trials right now. So that those were the already won the from each second one, but the third trial coming up. I would try and track the team. Second trial, where first one, I am pretty. Hopefully, next. How it broke down. I, the, the cream of the crop, really. But if the prize win, definitely want to. Um, I'm really curious. Does it happen to say how many teams are in CRS, CR, CRSL? <laughs> I want to see how they're doing compared to CEA. They don't have like a five team. Uh, 65 teams. Okay, so that's uh, okay. So they're not nearly as as high as CEA than that I thought. Okay, but the one call out one I really like they their Twitch channels production the team ran production last spring. I like. All of the like stream coming online soon and playing trailer for it. Put that all together. The head of RSL was the head of production of 
or six, they were doing all that. So okay. The... Mike's what they have report. Go in the rule. Like a research policy, or even like on SR trials. Turning over the Amuk have all for their teams try out, try and take mm -hmm. trials. Problem there. At ultimate. Better. ability but so we own an entire league to ourselves <laughs> yeah um i know i th if i remember correctly i think tamu was planning on doing <laughs> uh all of the leagues this this year or this season um what i mean is i don't i don't mean like one team is doing one league i mean like the main team is doing all of the leagues register texas rune then they yeah that's the main team Black. From college, and A and M Black, is that correct? Texas, yeah, Texas University College Station. So a satellite. School. Well, I mean, no, no, a college station is where our university is. Um, have a different. Oh, Black. Okay, no, we do have a Black team. I'm sorry, I had to go look at the Discord real quick. <laughs> I forgot they they renamed all the teams. So, um. Yeah, we've got here. Let me let me tell you the team names we have. We have Maroon, White, Black, and Academy. Don't ask me where they came up with that random name, but so Academy and third point four. Yeah, I think either they are forming their team currently, um, or they're doing another league. I think could be. Are has anything they, changed? They haven't started yet. Oh, um, the other AM guys were telling me that CR6 plans on doing everything exactly the same. His last season yep so phase zero so like registration which makes no sense yep uh, so then phase one is four where all the teams are starting to get their original then those relegations going to be 
location. The mm-hmm. Really? And yeah. honestly, like, yeah. um, is they're doing everything the same, and which means they're starting over. So, like, the teams that made the invite league, like, what was the point of making that league last season if Other everyone's starting league? over? Yeah, and also... When they were doing things during playoffs, is like, what's the point of you know working your ass off to get into invite league if they're just going to relegate teams from the op- from like the open division into invite? It's like, well, where where's the 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 sense in that? You know, like where's the accomplishment in making invite league if you're just going to uh, bring you know these teams that didn't make it up into the league? So Tamu Hank enough to get into like the six. Uh, see, and then just ride it all the way back. <laughs> Take out number one. Like, we're better than you. Failed everything on purpose. And everyone. Just I, I a, know. a planned sabotage. No, I I wouldn't be. <laughs> um, Honestly, that's some that's some big brain stuff that I if it, even if I was a league director, I wouldn't even be mad at. Um, the one thing that I found, I was prepared for this. CR6? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, maybe they are going downhill, uh, with the, the league's rules literally being copy and paste of last season. Uh, no website anymore. Um, I, I, someone's just riding the coattails and I don't know. It sounds like a, a sinking ship, a slowly sinking ship. Maybe something is, maybe they're going through change in management or something. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, like I, I knew obviously they didn't have a website there right now. I'd go into, they had there. Um, but then when, Doing less teams because migrating away. That's two strikes. Then hearing Alex, I'm, I'm cool. But we'll see. Then I'm questioning my team have to work hard just to be relegated again. That's, but I mean, Outside of, I guess, I guess the NFL games like get a difficult next year. But, I mean, uh, not many affected depending on how well they do outside of kind of their perspective. Professional, traditional, mentally, everyone resets down to zero. Yeah. But I agree with the way that they have everything doesn't make Yeah. And that's really it for Car six registration goes through February fourteenth. Four weeks. break finals 
that's a lesson. That's too soon. Hopefully they'll. Here's to hoping. Probably good. I haven't presence on. So yeah, a lot of the teams um, beginning of this week, everyone's in travel. So like a lot of there's really no everyone's just been kind of packing and getting ready and then flying, you know, from wherever they are in the world to Montreal. And then yesterday and Wednesday, they had media day um, where they do all their pictures and videos and promotional stuff Arm that crop. they usually do. Yeah. Um, and so I think, mm, what is the start of next week? What is, I th yeah, I think they will boot camp. I don't know if they'll boot camp through the weekend. They could. They'll probably boot camp through the weekend and all the way until uh, Thursday, the 13th, because then the actual tournament starts on the 14th. So. Valentine's Day. Hey, baby. Yeah. Box of chocolates. <laughs> Let's watch some Rainbow Six. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I am excited for, though, is on Saturday. So they're doing all the seasonal uh, reveals on Saturday instead of Sunday. This go around. Um, so I I saw for a tweet from Parker uh, and Taro saying that I guess he got a sneak peek into like what they are revealing on Saturday. And he said that they like people are going to be blown away with like the amount of stuff that they're going to be talking about. So I'm really excited uh, to see what they have to say on Saturday, because I, I really hope that um, they change some things. And I like to be totally honest. And I think ever I speak for everyone in the game when I say that, like I would rather see them um reveal stuff about how they're fixing things and improving things rather than adding content as much as i love new content like i would rather see them like saying hey like we're revamping like the debris system you know so there's no more client side debris um which has been since day one like i don't understand like why this is still a thing i you know i wow you know i melee a, a a window barricade and that piece of wood falls right there and like okay like what was the point of that if i can't even see out of it uh i can't tell you how many i can't tell you how many times it's gotten me killed because the guy on the other side of the window doesn't see that piece of debris that i just hit but i do so like he can see me but i can't see him uh, that's why it's called client side debris for those of you who don't who don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, from just from my the playing game, developing game, things like bring people not character. Addicts of access practice having a stable server having accessibility on down your graphics those kind of then of course 
have a plane. Mm -hmm. It's it's just a simple uh, quality over quantity, you know. Like I would rather have quality a quality game versus a ton of content for a really crappy made game, you know. Uh, um, it got anything. No, but I am I am a little bummed at how badly TSMB Dark Zero. Those that was, I was, was that on the twenty seventh of January? Yeah, yeah, yeah that I was, was excited to see that. Lacking, I was getting ready. I had my popcorn ready. I was, I was ready for a uh, a fight, and it was just a a one sided beating. Unfortunately, um, I mean, a number <laughs> of those rounds would have gone the other way. One instant. Favor, but what happens when I play D and I probably roll like three or four critical fails, like back to back to back, <laughs> and like that's how I felt watching that. Like, oh, I'm going to RP play zero roll. Well, that's round loss done. Uh, yeah, they uh they rolled too many snake eyes every round, so yeah, there was no love in that. I was I was frightened. I was watching it on the butt. Like, oh, no, no, come on, turn it around. We can turn it around. We can't turn it around. Uh, turn it off. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was pulling my hair out in some instances, but then, like, sometimes you gotta step back and realize that, um, especially if, like when watching Pro League, it's like, um, you know, people sitting here watching the game, they're like, oh, this team is crap. They're like, I could have done this, this, and this better. It's like, well, you're a spectator. You can see everyone else's position. It's different watching the game versus actually being in the match. You know, like, you know, in the match, you know, you're focused on talking to your team and doing all this stuff, and you don't know where the enemies are. As a spectator, right. you can see the outlines of all the enemies, and people forget that, uh, you know, obviously you can formulate different strategies because you can see the enemies. You know, these guys playing, they can't. So. Um, yeah, I, I love how that that is a reminder across like every league, uh, Rainbow Six, Fortnite. Everyone, the players can't the outline know that that other person is that person hiding in the bushes. They have no vis vision there. League, they'll toggle the camera visions and players can that or, but it, mm -hmm. it has to be out every. Why aren't you firing there? There is one player I remember. I forgot what his name was in Siege. He used to he used to kill people. He used to wall bang a lot of people in Pro League based off of the crowd's noise level. So like um so like you know no, have wait. you ever if you've ever been to a LAN event, right? You know, the you know, everyone in the in the audience can see the outlines of all the enemies, right? Well, like if you're, you know, you're watching, you know, people scan and like, you know, see one guy on the other side of a barricade, but you know, you don't know that the crowd's like, oh my God, you know, going crazy. And, you know, he would listen for that and then he would start shooting and what, and like kill people because the crowd was going nuts because he was aimed at a certain point of the wall. Uh, yeah, it was, that's great. Like that is insanely smart.
but uh i don't know if that's grounds for cheating or what or just an exploit they can't really do anything about but i don't know if it's the same with all no heroes of this they had to wear noise aim head they were wearing heads oh they do too siege like they wear their ear they wear in-ear headphones for the game noise for the game sound and then they wear noise canceling headphones on top of the earbuds um and you could but well you can you can also you can also see the crowd too so like you know some players you know play with their monitor super close and super down so like they can still see over the top of their monitor so like you know you can still feel the crowd's noise like it's not like you oh, even if you can't hear you can still feel the noise and you can still see like them going nuts um so it's like it's not impossible yeah uh, unless you have anything else i think that's about it for me